Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. I pray that all is well with all of you. I pray that the Lord has been moving in your life and on your behalf. It's been a little while, but listen, before I get into what I want to talk about on this podcast, I have a special guest with me. He is not a stranger to the podcast. This is actually his second time jumping on the podcast. So before we get into it, guys, I want to introduce to you all, my brother, Christian Rose. What's going on, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. So so honored to to join you again on your podcast. You're doing amazing work. And, uh, you know, it's always a privilege to just, you know, have a conversation with you. You're a real brother for the Lord and doing many wonderful things. So I'm happy. Man, I appreciate you, brother, man. Likewise, it is always a blessing to chop it up, man. We don't get to chop it up much on you know, these type of platforms, but a lot of times when we get on the phone, man, we, we, we go and go just talking about <laughs> the Lord and various yeah. things. And, you know, this is how this somewhat kind of came about. And, you know, when we were talking a little bit about the pandemic and, you know, how it affected the church, how it affected the world. And just um, in the last podcast episode, I was talking about how much did the pastors preaching, you know, the leadership mm. prepare us for the pandemic. And, you know, I just was just touching on a little bit of that. And I wanted to just get some of your thoughts on that and some other things, man, just to continue the conversation so that, you know, people can also see it from someone else's point of view that, you know, is in the church and that's a preacher and that, you know, sees all of these different things going on. So, yeah, you know, when you look at you know, all of the messages we've seen leading up to this. And I know you also mentioned about prophecy and, and, and were there any prophecies out there that prepared us for us for, for this pandemic. And I just wanted you to kind of speak to some of that. Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of the things that have been going on recently have, you know, been very, you know, eye opening. um, um, prophecy being one of them in the body of Christ and the role that prophecy plays. Um, you know, uh, more recently uh, with the elections, there were a lot of very famous uh, televangelists, preachers, um, and, you know, maybe self-proclaimed prophets, or I don't mm-hmm. know if other people, you know, gave them the title Yeah, uh, that came out and said Donald Trump was going to win the election. Um, very, very many of them. Right. Yes. Um, even popular YouTubers. I mean, just a lot of people. And, you know, in it, I mean, so much so that like, you know, people talking about it in the context of revival, um, it was kind of unifying uh, much of the body of Christ, um, especially those who were, um, you know, big fans of Donald Trump. And it came out to be false. Mm. Add to that um, the other uh, side that that you know we discussed the fact that no one really seemed to see this global pandemic coming um no no one on that level anyway the same level of these prophets who prophesied trump um, yeah. 
you know, I don't know of any of those guys in that camp who prophesied, you know, the pandemic happening. Um, and so it, it's alarming, right? Um, it's a it's an eye opener mm-hmm. um, because we know that you know Paul says that we should uh, desire these gifts, and specifically said the gift of prophecy. Yeah. Um, and he's saying that in the new covenant, right? This is not Old Testament; it's New Testament. And so, um, and if you are of the opinion that we are in the last days, and and um, you know all the things that the Bible talks about happening in the last days, um, you know, uh, sons and daughters. I don't know. I always get this part confused. But we're supposed to be dreaming dreams, mm-hmm. sons and daughters. I think it is, or old men prophet. I think old men dream dreams. Uh, sons and daughters prophesy yeah in the period of the last days so we should be expecting to see accurate prophecy and we're not seeing it so um by and large anyway it doesn't seem like we're seeing it so to me it's a wake-up call right to to where we are and it's a time to really step back and examine um you know what we're doing and if we're if we're really you know doing what god wants us to do are we in the position where God could use us um, effectively in these in these times. Yeah, no, that and that's a fact. And you know, just just thinking about that, like you know, the prophecies, you know, especially with the political thing, like you said, man, a, a lot of people came out and said a lot of things. And I meant to the point of even after everything being declared and moving on, like really still trying to hold on, trying to save face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I was thankful for some of those and I don't know all, but I know I had heard it was over a hundred and something, 200, whatever prophecies out there. I mean, I might've only known of a few, but that came back and said, you know, listen, I messed up because I didn't really dig into it to see who were Mm -hmm. the others that prophesied it, but just to see, you know, people willing to at least say, listen, I messed up. I was wrong mm-hmm. and things of that nature. That that was a good thing. But what we see is, you know, I mean, I've been in, in, in the, in the church world, I've been, I've been saved 20 years go, going on, I think in June, but been in the church world, like in, in the system of the church, like 19 years and kind of the whole time I've been in, in church, you know, you have all of these prophecies and a lot of times, you know, it's it's just about those types of things. It's, it's either political or, mm. you know, it's either get ready. God is going to do this for you and God is going to get you that. And, you know, but a lot of times it doesn't seem like it's things that will help prepare us for what's coming or help prepare us spiritually. You know what I mean? It's always mm-hmm. some natural type of thing, something that I, I don't want to say that doesn't matter or that's not important, but not as important as our spirituality and, mm. you know, things like this pandemic coming and really throwing people off. And and something that I talked about, I, I remember um, in, in the last episode, actually, I, when I was on Facebook and I saw this guy, you know, he was going in on his church because I guess there was prophetic words that went forth at his church or, or what they thought to be prophetic words that went on at his church. And what happened was they they had prophesied to his mother various things and here comes the pandemic and she dies. So he's going off on, you know, on Facebook because they prophesied it to her that she would be doing this and she would be doing that. And 
lo and behold, a little while later, she passes away. So first of all, he's upset about, listen, you guys gave all these prophetic words, like somebody need to be held accountable. But this was the most troubling thing. And I mentioned this, like I said, last episode, um, people in the comments and preachers were saying stuff like, well, you have to understand sometime the prophet hits and miss. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> like, like, what wow. are you guys talking about? Like, are you really saying that in a public comment on a faith? Like, where do we see that in the scriptures? And that was very discouraging. But I think, you know, a lot of these messages, these prophetic words, a lot of times, you know, like God was saying to Jeremiah, listen, a lot of these things, man, you know, I didn't tell these guys. A lot of this mm-hmm. stuff is just coming out of their own heart, their own bellies, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. No, it's it's true, man. Like uh, it, it, when you spiritualize things, um, you know, uh, that's the thing too. Like, so I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, you have a prophecy and it seems pretty clear cut, you know, the time is supposed to happen and what's supposed to happen. And then it mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Um, with the election, like, you know, the day came and he lost and the inauguration came and Joe Biden got inaugurated and Joe Biden has been the president for the last, like, so like it obviously didn't come true, but you know, then people will come back and spiritualize it and stuff like that. And so the reason why I'm bringing that up is that that allows this craziness to continue. Mm. Right. It's not as if like the thing that happened with that, the guy you're mentioning um, is going to stop people from doing it. Right, they're just gonna give a reason why, and like you said, like oh, sometimes it could change, and sometimes it's like, and so it just continues. And instead of us just, you know, getting to the place where, like you said, like the two hundred something, you know, people who said, "Look, look, we messed up, we dropped the ball," right? And 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 that's good, like you know, so we can take what we learn or, or take what happened and learn from it, and and be better for yeah uh you know for for uh the community and better for the body of christ like you know all right so these things didn't work yeah fine you know let's let's grow let's move on yeah no that's a fact and that and that's what needs to happen man and it's and you know just kind of what you saying at it it brings up something else that I, i i want you to speak on too um and i talked a little bit about this as well is you know what did we learn from this pandemic? Mm-hmm. You know, if we learned anything, I mean, and I think we have, I, I think if, if, if you're open to hearing the spirit speak, hearing God speak, there's a lot that we learn from this, but you know, you know, that's, if you're willing to admit, like, listen, mm-hmm. this is what we learned. And not only this is what we learned, but how can we not repeat the things we were doing prior, which basically that's what you was just saying, you know what yeah. I mean? But through through what you've seen and your experiences since the pandemic started, what what are some of the things you think as a as a body we've learned, or even as, as, that you may have learned personally, right. just looking at everything that's been going on? Well, one of the things um, that I found uh, interesting is in my conversations with Christians, just how many people um, have said, basically if when the churches open back up and this is toward the beginning of the pandemic, because there are many um, houses of worship that have, you know, been open for quite some time now. Um, but when yeah. it first started um, first couple of months, 
um, people were saying, look, if if church is going to be the same way it has been, I'm not going back. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've heard a lot of people say that. And um, and really the feeling that I'm getting um, is that, you know, you know, things that I'm seeing a lot of ministries and pastors trying to get people back in the building and trying to get things back to the way it was. And, you know, the energy, the vibe is just not the same um, as it, as it used to be. Um, I think a lot of folks uh, were not going to, to services and, you know, and we talked about this in our, you know, in our own conversations offline, but just like the fact that, uh, being away from church and out of the physical church building has not caused people to give up on God. Like mm-hmm. pastors tried to scare people into thinking what happened if they didn't consistently go to church day and night. Now there there are there are some people that that you know that it has affected in that way where not being you know in you know in church every Sunday. Um, has caused them to fill up that time with other things and and they've drifted from God a bit. But then there's other people who, you know, they they really love the Lord mm-hmm. and they're not they're not going to the physical church building. And yet their connection to God in some cases have has even strengthened, right? In this yeah. period. Because they have to seek the Lord for themselves. They have to try to get a word themselves. They're worshiping in their own homes and it's not about the song choice or you're not distracted by the person next to you or what you're wearing or anything like that. It's yeah. just you and God. And I feel like some people are finding their relationship with God is, is deepening and it, which is a great thing for the individual. Yeah. But I think it's also raising some questions in people about, okay, do I really need, um, you know, the gathering together? And we know that we do. Mm-hmm. We do need that, right? We, we, yeah. You know, God didn't make us to be an island, so we do have to 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 continue to preserve that community and that fellowship. But uh, I, I do think there needs to be again a reexamination of some of the things we've done in the past, and um, you know, and let's just not try to trick folks and <laughs> just. Yeah. I mean, really, you're really just trying to manipulate people to get in to to keep you know, the offering at a certain level, maybe, or, you know, or maybe some ministers, you know, they have self-esteem issues. Yep. They need to see a a really big congregation talking and talking back to them and affirming them when they preach their messages and stuff like that. They don't feel important when there's a lot of empty seats, you know, there's that too. I mean, there's a lot of different things that's going on. Yeah. And, um, and I think the pandemic has given a lot of people, a chance to see things, you know, with, with all of that stripped away and see things really for what they are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a fact. And, you know, it, it kind of reminds you of like, you know, let's say you're in a relationship um, and it's like maybe a person you thinking about, well, you know, is this a relationship for me to be in? But, you know, you're constantly spending mm-hmm. all your time together. You're hanging out. It's good times. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to make that decision That's good, when yeah. when you, you're spending that much time and hanging. So when you have that time apart, like when this pandemic hit and now you're sitting at home and you like, man, you're starting to really 
go over in your mind services and sermons and, you know, theatrics and different things like that. And then you realize too that, wait a minute, my faith isn't where it should be in the midst of this pandemic. I'm a little scared right now, you know, like, and when I look through the scriptures, it's not that people weren't, you know, it wasn't like Job didn't have a, a, a grieving process and, you know, people didn't have their grieving processes, but, you know, you, you find people that were full on afraid that were, you know, it was almost like strange to them that something like this could happen when all through the Bible, we see tragedy, we see mm. famine, we see earthquakes, we see all types of things. So, you know, you start looking at it like, well, wait a minute, you know, what, what, what have I been receiving? What kind of preaching mm. have I been getting? And I think like you were saying, that's what I started finding when I talked to different individuals, like people that were truly dedicated to ministry and to their ministries talking about, yo, listen, I'm not even going back, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that's, that's unfortunate and sad because like you said, it's absolutely um, imperative that we get together and fellowship. That's a great thing. So for something that's a great thing to do and and has so many benefits, how could it you know, be looked upon now as, listen, it wasn't that beneficial. Something was going wrong. Mm. Something was being done that wasn't right. And I think one of the things you said, um, it reminds me of um, 2 Corinthians, uh, I believe is, um, let me see, it's 2 Corinthians 4 and 5. This was uh, Paul talking. He says, for we preach not ourselves, mm-hmm. but Christ Jesus, the Lord and ourselves, your servants for Jesus sake. And a lot of times when you watch sermons and all that, you know, these dudes are talking about themselves and I got Mm -hmm. this and I did that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're not talking like servants. Like, listen, I'm here to lay out this word for you to help you to grow. You know, like we see about, you know, when it talks like in what people call the fivefold ministry, it's like, yo, it's, we're here to help you to get to the place you're supposed to be at. But yet and still, your time in church is hearing about everything I'm doing in my time and, and how I'm doing it using your money. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, that's what makes it worse. It's like, not right. only am I going to tell you all the stuff I've been doing and where I've been, but I've been using your buddy to do it all. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you still haven't just stopped and thought about it. Like, wait a minute, something not right here, you know? Right. And right. and let's be clear, you know, and we want to want the audience to understand we, we have no problem with giving the Jesus mm-hmm. said out of his own mouth, it is better to give than yep. to receive. But when you have these individuals that use scriptures, like that Mm. and use the scriptures to take advantage of the people and to make them believe that all of these things are going to happen. And, and, and it's something that it just brings to mind also too, you know, when I thought about what the young man was saying about the prophecy and you think about all the prophecies that went forward, think about somebody prophesying to you about all of these things you're going to get ready to do. And this door Mm. is about to open and the pandemic hits. And not only now can you not even do what you were planning to do? You can't even go outside mm-hmm. depending on what your job was or what, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that had to be devastating for people, you know, but yeah. this pandemic, obviously it was tragic in the lives that we've seen lost and the things that we've seen happen, you know, job loss and different things, but it was also a blessing because it shook us. It opened our eyes to say, listen, stop playing games and realize, listen, the world is passing away and the scriptures are to be used, you know, for way more things than, than what you guys been talking about. You know what I mean? Mm. And 
you know, same with me, man. I just, you know, just talking to people, it's like they have a whole different perspective on, you know, church and the way things was done. But I, but I think sometimes what saddens me, man, is sometimes it still falls on God, even though God didn't have anything to do with it. Mm. You know, it's almost like we don't want to admit like this brother or this sister, you know, they just was carrying on and had us doing all these different things and it didn't really prepare us for much at all, but heartache and pain, mm. but confusion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's good. And, and what you were saying about, um, you know, the Bible basically showing us that, you know, there's, there were plagues and there are going to be plagues and mm. wars and rumors of wars. And there's going to be, you know, catastrophic events that take place. Um, and, you know, how well did, did pastors prepare uh, congregations for that? You know, always yeah. prophesying good things. Um, there's a, I think it's uh, in Jeremiah where it says, you know, they prophesied peace, peace when there is no peace. Right. Mm. And, uh, you know, Jeremiah, he was just taken aback. Like, man, he's like, oh, my goodness. The, the, like the prophets are, are, are deceiving the people. What's going on? Yeah, right? and, and it's chilling to like read Old Testament passages, and I'm just like, wow, this is exactly what is happening in our time. This is yeah. exactly it. Like, whoa, like, and if God is to, uh, you know, to be a just God and uh, a fair God, if the conditions are exactly the same, um, you logic would tell you the consequences, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, are going to be the same. And so uh, it it definitely is a time for us to wake up. Um, definitely a time for leadership in the body of Christ to wake up and seek seek the Lord uh, about a way forward. Um, this is not a time for like you know continuing business as usual. Yeah, um, a lot of things you were talking about, it's, you know, especially the way uh, money and the importance of money. Um, and in the overall operation of church and what, what like the over importance of it, right? You know, yeah. if you have a con if you have a congregation, you know, you it would be it would be nice to have lights and electricity. It would be nice to have AC and it would nice to be nice to have heat, right? You yeah. know, so we know, like you said, you know, we're not against giving, and you know, just practically some things in, in the world um, would take money to 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 get done. Yeah. Um, but when we look at money as a solution for things that are, you know, more spiritual or looking at money as, as the, uh, prize or as the reward or whatever you want to call it when, you know, God and his, his spirit, you know, and I mean, there's so many things like he died to give us the gift of the Holy spirit and, and having the Holy spirit, and, and having God living with you and communing with you is such a precious and priceless gift. Yes. Um, you know, and that's just one aspect. The other aspect, you know, just fellowship with your, your brothers and sisters, like over the weekend, um, you know, that, that part of it, you know, I really came to appreciate even more over the last weekend and weekend, like just, you know, uh, chopping it up with brothers uh, who mm -hmm. love the Lord, yeah. And just stepping back and like, man, God has given me these people in my life who who love him and they could be an encouragement. And so just the the benefit of that fellowship is also a precious, precious gift. 
And, and I think, um, you know, we overlook those things and yeah. prophecies and, and, you know, promises that are being spoken from the pulpit, you know, it's just unbalanced. And so much of it is about wealth and material uh, possessions. And, you know, it's really not building us up and preparing us for things like this, a global pandemic or persecution for witnessing and sharing the gospel and being bold about your faith, you know, the pushback and the blowback that comes from that. Yeah. Like people are not prepared for these things. So, so what you see actually is you see a very palpable, tangible fear of being canceled. So uh, online there's, there's great silence on subjects, right. And subject matters, you know, people are openly, you know, um, you know, uh, blaspheming God and uh, taking shots at the faith. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't see um, like a coordinated uh, response, uh, you know, or or even like not even just I, I guess I'll say it like this. Um, you know, you have people who who are pushing certain agendas and, um, you know, and someone will make maybe a comment that disagrees with their agenda. Mm-hmm. And you have people from that community, you know, just blow up the comment section, right? And just yeah. like they're all in there on one accord, you know, fighting for their agenda or their, their viewpoint. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure it's happening in some places, but by and large, I don't feel uh, the Christian community has done done that like i feel like people are just you know scared that if they post something or comment something that someone from their job is going to see it and you know they might be be in trouble yeah right what i don't sense is that the world is fearful to say anything negative about the church yeah but but they are fearful to say certain things about certain other groups yeah and um you know and so i don't think that the leadership in the body of christ in general has prepared us um, for a lot of these things that we're dealing with, you know, the pandemic and so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's, that's, that's good stuff, man. Because, you know, when you, when you look at the scriptures and just when you look at the climate, you know, and how, you know, how people are feeling about the church and, and especially about the Bible and Jesus, you know? Um, and I think, I, I think, at one point I had mentioned something about this, you know, is, is Christians or Christianity, the new hate group, mm. you know, according right. to the world, because it, it sounds like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if you, if we're not having these conversations and you're not showing the different examples of what happened to believers that stood on the word, you know, mm. think, think about how the pandemic, you know, how it messed up people that, that claimed to be saved, not, not to say that they weren't or that they aren't, but was like, I'm saved. And, you know, they running around the church, they shouting and ain't no devil going to stop me, you know, all these different things. And now this hits and, you know, they, they, they don't know what to do. They shook up, they're scared, they're nervous. So it's like, if, if you're being affected this way by this, just imagine mm. somebody in your face, like I'm going to blow your head off, mm. you know, if you don't denounce Jesus type of thing. And and I know that sounds a little extreme, but those types of things have been going on in other countries forever. Mm-hmm. And 
for us to not talk about and talk to the congregation, like, listen, those things are on their way here. You know, maybe, maybe it it makes it in your time or it doesn't, but it seems to be very close. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You know, even if it doesn't get to that extreme right away, it may just get to being just thrown in prison because of what you preaching on mm-hmm. Sunday morning or Wednesday afternoon or whenever you preaching or on the street corner. Um, I, I see the brother out there in Canada. I think he's been arrested a few times. I've talked to him through yeah. Facebook. Um, what is his name? Uh I think Pastor Lynn, his name is, or yes, something yes, like that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I I messaged with him through Facebook a couple years back. Um, oh wow. Yeah, because I, I wanted to share a video and I still had never put it out, but I got I got to do that. I wanted mm-hmm. to share the video when a guy had confronted him on the street corner and was like, you know, I know your mother. I know your grandmother. You know, it was basically Satan speaking through him like, you know, get off this corner and preaching Jesus. I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like that. Wow. But I just see what he's going through out there, man. I think they done tried to jump on him. He done been arrested, you mm-hmm. know, so that's right in Canada. You know what yep, I mean? So yep. it's like. You know, for people not to think that those things aren't coming and we see like when you just bring up the Lord, you can be talking sweet things like not even just talk, you know, just talking about their sin or whatever. They still getting angry. So it's like, you know, it is very important that we begin to and we was talking about this last night, you know, like you said in our private conversation, you know, it's the time to really start to prepare I mean, it's always been that time, but, you know, now more than never, man, we got to really get laser focused as as a body and as leadership to focus in on really leading the people and giving them what God says and what's going to prepare them, which brings up another thing. Look at all of the things that the pandemic exposed, even in leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people got exposed. A lot of things got put out there and prayerfully these people have you know, repented and, you know, they're, they're doing the right thing before the Lord asking the Lord, listen, what must I do to get back on track? And, you know, because listen, God is not playing, man. Like, like when he says, I know those that are mine and that they're going to make it home. That's what he means. That's with you or without you. You know what I mean? Mm. At the end of the day, who's supposed to get home, they're going to get home. And it's like, it's an honor and a privilege for those of us that are preachers and been called to spread the word to do so. You know, but it's like, let's do it how he wants us to do it. You know what I mean? I get it. I know sometimes you preach into your congregation, you know, and, you know, they may be, you know, you may have congregants that's discouraged about their finance and, you know, Mm. they may be struggling with some bills, but that don't mean you can take it upon yourself to just start prophesying anything and just Mm. saying things because you want them to feel better. That's not your job. What you have to do is preach the word like Romans 10 and 17 says faith coming by hearing and hearing Mm. by the word of God. Just preach the word. If God promised that he would take care of us and keep us, he didn't promise that he that he was going to make you rich, but he did promise to take care of your needs you know so if that's what he promised we got to hold him to his word we got to stand on his word and give that to the people instead of having them chase all of these different things around and then they don't get it anyway and that Mm -hmm. makes it even worse so you you haven't even built them up spiritually and Mm. you have them chasing things that they're not even going to obtain because of the way that they're going about it and the way that you're leading them Mm. yeah that's (laughs) That's deep, man. It, it it's just it's sad, you know, and it and it's heartbreaking. And um that's why, you know, I thank God for brothers like you who 
you know, who do things like this, uh, you know, the podcast and, and the channel itself. And, you know, you, you're speaking, you know, to to the masses and just telling them, like, you know, to wake up to the truth uh, of what's going on. And, you know, and it, it's nothing like sometimes people could think that the truth is is, you know, harmful or hurtful, whatever. But nah, man, like you might be disappointed, um, you know, now, but, you know, it's better than thinking and believing that the nonsense that's being spewed is is actually legitimate. And like you said, in that example where the young man, where the, where the mother, where they was telling our mother, oh, she's going to do this and that thing, and, and it didn't come to pass, right? Yeah. And so sometimes people don't want to hear the truth and... um you know the really this really uh famous youtuber uh i think his name alan parr um he has a, yeah yeah I've, 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 I've seen a couple of his videos yeah he has a he has a huge youtube following and you know one of the things he's mentioned is that you know if he talks about something very provocative you know views are like through the roof yep but whenever he tries to do like a study on on the bible like you know or the <laughs> word of god He's like, man, the engagement is really, really low, right? Yeah, and, and it's tough, man. Like people like you, you and you and myself, you know, because um, like I was telling you last night, I, I do a, a Bible study every night uh, mm-hmm. with my wife on, on my on one of my YouTube channels, and you know, engagement is really low, you know, on that, <laughs> really low, right? And yeah. and but I know that that's what it's going to be, but I'm not going to stop doing it because. You know, the few people who uh, do watch and engage, you know, it's a blessing to them. And and that's just how it is. The Bible talks about, you know, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And, you know, many go that, mm-hmm. that way and, and narrow is the way to eternal life. And there's going to be few uh, journey uh, um, travelers on that road. And, um, you know, I, lest I neglect, you know, those precious ones. You know, and like I, I gotta stay on that narrow road and help the precious few who yeah. r- really value the word of God. You mm-hmm. know, it would be terrible for us to just abandon them, right? <laughs> and just yeah, do, absolutely. Do what what the very carnal, <laughs> carnally minded people want you to do. Yeah. Right? And forsake God's precious uh, you know, bride to do something like that. So it's tough, man. It, it it's tough, but you know, we got to stay on the wall. We got to stay encouraged because, you know, we 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 owe it to our Savior, you know, to 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 stay on that wall. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a fact, man. And, you know, that that brings forth so many challenges sometimes when you, you know, like you said, we talked about this last night when you're trying to just stay the course and just give people the word without turning in into some type of entertaining thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, because I've, it's funny, man, because I've like, you know, searched other, you know, Christian YouTubers or people that kind of preached and put content out. And even with them, you know, they'll tell you that, you know, you're either going to have to talk about something provocative or, you know, you almost got to kind of like, you know, do a song and dance. Like just like I was watching this video the other day, man. And this guy, I forgot what it was a video that somebody wanted me to check out on YouTube. And like when the video came on, the guy's sitting in his gaming chair and he does this little weird dance. And I understand why he's doing it. 
because he, you know, he got to like kind of entertain the people to, to hang around. And it's so unfortunate yeah. that it's like that. Even some of the more serious, even like Christian podcasts and stuff that I've seen. Um, I forget this one guy name. He has, he has a pretty good podcast, but at the end they have to do some little short film comedy thing. And I get it. I realize why they're doing it because they, right. it's like, yo, you did podcast is over. The video is over. Every, you know, everything <laughs> that's needed to be said is, but they know that somebody that certain people are hanging around to see that, you know, the silly content at the end. So it's like, that's one thing I struggle with. It's like, man, yeah. I, I don't mind, you know, uh, like, you know, I always wanted to kind of do some short film type of mm-hmm. things to tell yeah you know, adultery situations or just different situations we deal with in the Bible or, you know, um, faith or hope or whatever. So I'm Mm -hmm. not against, you know, entertainment in itself, you know, but just the whole, this, I don't even know the words to use, but just turning kind of yourself into like a clown, just so everybody, and and that Mm. might be a strong word, but you know, that's how it looks though. When you see people just doing all this Mm. extra crazy stuff, just to keep people entertained because what happens, and that's what we see in church. A lot of times, a lot of the Mm. shouting and stuff like that, nothing against dancing. You know, I think we should always be dancing for what the Lord did for us. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times, a lot of that is to kind of just keep the people coming. And it's like, listen, if I got to entertain you for you to come and hear the word, then that there's a problem there. Right. You know what I mean? You should want to come. I remember somebody told me at the church, man, this is when we were having, and we still do have Wednesday Bible studies, but um, somebody told me that they didn't come to Bible study because the organ don't get played on Wednesdays. I was like, wow. <laughs> I, I said, wow. you should have been ashamed to tell me that. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, it's listen, this, it's, I'm, I'm all for singing, having a great time, all that, but that shouldn't be the end all be all like that shouldn't yeah. like I always say that shouldn't like like dancing and all that stuff shouldn't take place of the word we shouldn't dance 40 minutes but whoever get up and preach they 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 talk the word for 10 minutes like mm. there's a problem there you know what I mean but it's true man when you when you're on these type of platforms or any platform you know it tries to sit in the back of your mind like man you know it's crazy that you know God is are is giving you these types of things to talk about and encourage the people. And it's like hardly nobody listening, but something key that you said, it's like, listen, you stay the course and you don't, who you know, abandon those that want to come and listen. And remember what I was telling you last night, I was like, I guarantee you, if I was to start, you know, talking that get ready, you know, the, the windows of heaven is opening, the glory cloud is over your house and <laughs> the all glory. that. Oh, yeah. The glory cloud. <laughs> The glory cloud is over your house. You know what, sister? I saw the glory cloud sitting over your house and the fire was in the middle of your door. You know, like, man, I'll look up and I, like the, the the views and everything will go crazy. And it's sad that it's like that. And yeah. But you know what? We have to blame the, the preachers and all that for putting the people in this position and mm. making them think that this was this is what it's all about. Like, no, this isn't what it's all about. It's not all about entertainment. God is fine with you having a good time, having some laughs, but because of the seriousness of what we live and where we live, Mm. we have to understand that, listen, you have to be vigilant. You have to be sober. Like, you know, like, like what, what, uh, uh, Peter was saying, like, yo, listen, you gotta be on point. 
you got to really know where you are and know what's happening around you. Don't be ignorant to Satan devices and what's happening. But the sad thing is, is a lot of times in these services, in these churches, it's like we're just pointing people to, you know, something that's not spiritually growing them. But like I said before, just kind of got them chasing something naturally. And, and then the sad, the thing that makes it even worse is that individual that's given a whole lot of money, expecting the thousand fold and all of these different folds, they, they (laughs) hardly rarely get it at all. And the people that they're giving it to, they're experiencing, they're experiencing the thousand fold and the, you know, I got a horse named millionaire. I seen preachers say all types of crazy stuff. I'm like, (laughs) and and this is the scary part. They name into you what they bought with your money and people in the the crowd, like glory, like they might start (laughs) shouting and everything. It's like, sister, what's wrong with you? Like, do do you hear what he just told you? He took your hard earned money. And when he leave here, he going to ride around on his horse and you're going to be trying (laughs) to figure out how to like, are you listening? You know? And, And and like we said, it's it's nothing against giving. It's nothing against money in itself. The Bible didn't say money was the root of all evil. It said the love of it. And that's why these individuals do what they do. But I'm Mm. a firm believer in, and if we really focused on the word of God and the things that the the word points us to, that's going to bring the true joy and the true peace. Money is not going to bring that. That's just a cherry on top. Whether you have that or not, that's that. You know, once you get it and you got it, it's like, well, what's next? You know, mm-hmm. anybody you talk to with large amounts of money, you know, once they had it for a year or whatever, however long. And it's that's just in the natural. Once you get the car you always wanted, the house, after a while, it's kind of almost like commonplace, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, so why are we having people focus on those things that eventually that feeling that that thing goes away. But the thing that sticks with us most and that we can enjoy every day is communing with the Lord, talking with Mm. the Lord. You know, like I I said to somebody the other day, it's, it's amazing to me. Sometimes it's almost not even, sometimes it almost doesn't feel real that I have Mm. a relationship with the one that created all things. Like I'm living the dream. Like God is real. And I know him. The right. one that made me like, why aren't we talking about this in church? Why aren't we getting up shouting and dancing about that? You know, yeah. and, and it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's just, but I, I, I truly believe that, you know, God, he's raising up and, 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 and I think this started a long time ago, but he's raising up those that are willing to just speak the straight truth. They're not here for anything. They're not trying to take advantage of you. They just want to see you live the life that God intended you to live in and, and obviously in the end go home to live with him. And it, and it brings up something else, you know, that you keep hearing on and maybe you could speak to this that I keep hearing is, you know, was God the cause of the pandemic happening? Cause mm-hmm. I hear some people say, well, you know, God sent this pandemic so this could happen. Then you have some people that say, well, you know, th- you know, it was because the, the government did whatever and they, they tried to, mess with a strand and it got away, you know, you get, you get all of these different things, but I wanted mm-hmm. you to get your thoughts on, on some of that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, there's no, I'm not going to say I absolutely know um, that, that God sent the pandemic, but I will say that, um, you know, when you look in the Bible, we do see that God does send plagues. Mm. Um, he sent plague, he sent plagues to Egypt. He sent place to his own people. Um, if yes. you remember the children of Israel in the in the wilderness, 
um, they did something. I, I guess I think it was a golden calf thing, and and there was a plague, or, or there was another plague that where they had to look at the bronze serpent or something like that. Oh, to get healed or something, right? Like that. Yeah, yep, right. Mm-hmm. So th- that those were plagues, and those were plagues God sent. Right. Um, the Bible talks about God sending earthquakes and, um, you know, so so it's not it's not, you know, it's it's not uh, beneath God to do that. Like he will he will do that. And when we look at really um, the opportunities, I'm going to use the word opportunities we have in the body of Christ to reform what we're doing. Um, when we look at how the whole world um, was brought to its knees, it certainly was a humbling um, event. It, it certainly is is, is an event Absolutely. that uh, I know for me personally, at the time when the pandemic was, you know, when it first started, I was praying hard to the Lord, please, I, I just want more time to spend with you. I just want more time to spend with you. Mm. And the pandemic, hell, pandemic happened then, you know, Instead of having to go teach my fifth and sixth graders in the building, yeah. we were home and teaching them online, and that afforded me way more time, wow. you know, pers- personally to spend with the Lord. Um, um, me and my wife at that point, back in like March ish, uh, twenty twenty, um, we read through the the Bible together in forty days. Wow! Um, not in forty. In, was it forty days? No, we read forty chapters. A day, so we read through it through the Bible in a month. Wow! Uh, together with that time, because we both were asking the Lord for more time. Yeah, we were like, oh man, so busy. We want more time, and we were careful to say, well, you know, this is a circumstance that's unfortunate for a lot of people, and and all of that. But it is an opportunity to spend time with the Lord, so let's take advantage of it. And we did. We, you know, we we read through the Bible, and that was such a blessing. It. We, we grew so much, um, you know, I think spiritually in that time. And it was, you know, it was powerful for us. And, and I feel like um, it wasn't just us. It was other people who saw it as an opportunity to to strengthen their relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that, that came from it um, that's painful for a lot of people, it, but also it presented opportunities. It's to me. It seems like a worldwide shaking, and it's hard for me. It's hard for me to say God had nothing to do with it. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I definitely see, um, I definitely see God's hand, you know, in it and through it. And you know, again, you know, I definitely don't want to be insensitive to those who even might be listening right now who maybe lost family members due to the pandemic or. Yep maybe not lost, uh, you know, family members, but maybe still be dealing, maybe some still dealing with some lasting effects from it because, you know, a lot of people like to talk about how many people died from it, but there's people who survived that who are still dealing with, you know, the after effects of, of it. So, you know, all of that is really serious and, you know, you know, you know, we, we, uh, you know, we pray God's strength, uh, for mm-hmm. those people, but at the same time, um, I'd be lying if I if I said I don't I don't see any any evidence of God uh, moving and doing some things that are positive yeah. through the pandemic. Uh, 
Yeah, which makes to, sense. Yeah, yeah, good. Make, no, no I was just going to say it makes sense. We know what, yeah. you know, Romans 8 and 28 says. It says, and we know that all things, mm-hmm. you know, work together for the good of those that love God and that are called according to his purpose. So, you know, like, you know, one thing that I learned about the Lord, and this is even when you mess up or do something mm-hmm. outside of the will or something silly, he's able to even use those moments. Yep. You know, so God is just beautiful. He's awesome. So yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. He's definitely there's there's so many great things that have come out of this. You know, even un, even though unfortunately we've lost some or some have gotten sick and some are like you said still dealing with the lasting effects. But yeah, go ahead and say what you were going to say. Yeah, I was I was I was thinking about um, one thing uh, that uh, you you well. Overall, just the message of like not preparing the body of Christ uh, for the pandemic or events like it. Um, you know, uh, there was a point at the beginning of the pandemic where they were shutting down churches, right? Even, you know, churches have to close mm-hmm. and we couldn't gather. And by and large, really, there was no pushback from the body of Christ. We just wow. kind of stayed home, right? You had, you had pastors here and there who fought it, but, you know, the general consensus was, Hey, you know, let's, let's, let's listen and let's go into our homes. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't like the government was saying, you can't be a Christian anymore. You can't pray in your homes. You can't read the Bible, Yeah, but they did tell us we couldn't gather. And now if you follow the logic, right. If you follow the logic, the reason why, uh, society was able or, or willing to allow the, the government to take that freedom away from them was for the sake of sparing people's lives. Mm. That's a slippery slope because, yeah. you know, we have this notion of hate crimes, right? Yeah. And so, and so when you talk about hate speech and the potential for violence, violence that could lead to loss of life. Mm-hmm. And if you if you want to say, um, for example, homosexuality is something that, um, you know, let's just be real about it. Uh, mainstream media and mm-hmm. pop, pop culture sees the church as basically enemy, public enemy number one. Yes. Of the LGBT movement. And, um, you know, if you now equate the Bible's um, rebuke or uh, disagreement with uh, that lifestyle to hate. And if you equate hate speech to be something that can lead to violence and loss of life, then you can see how um, society or the argument can be made that the government can intervene and cross the line and, into religious circles yeah and forbid certain things now like now i we already knew that was in that was in the the you know stir in the pot getting like on tap to come mm-hmm. but i always was of the opinion that like you know they're gonna have a hard road to to travel because it's written in the constitution um there's so many christians so many believers that um you know they're aware of it and you know and if the government even smell like they're going to take away their religious freedom, right? There's, there's <laughs> a lot of folks out there that's going to go hard for it. But 
the pandemic helped me to see that um, a compelling case can be made that in and now now we have precedent, right? We we have precedent already because of 2020 that the government that we all kind of as, as a society accepted that the government can step in in cases where you know the safety is involved or protecting or preserving life yeah is the is the issue that will allow them to come in and and do that so if we set that precedent we don't necessarily need another pandemic yeah for them to do the same kind of thing we just they just need to prove that life is in jeopardy yep Yep. That's a good point. That's a great, that's a great, great, great point because that's exactly, you know, what happened. You know, Mm -hmm. when you start talking about, you know, people possibly dying and you know, it's funny. um, It's a guy I know, you know, he's not saved or anything. I knew him from back in the days, you know, when the pandemic first happened, he, he, you know, he would message me all these different videos about, you know, look what they're trying to do and things of that nature. And, you know, a lot of those videos, I don't, I don't really watch like that. And and not that I'm not naive to the world in this system. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. there's always a bunch of nonsense going on. So those things I don't necessarily have to be told, you know what I mean? But, you know, he's going on and on about how people are staying in now. And, and I guess he, I went to one of our friends house and, and my, my other friend didn't let him in. Cause he, you know, he was trying to protect his wife and all that. So he was like <laughs> very upset about that. But what I tried to explain to him, I said, listen, you know, we, we see people are getting sick and things of that nature. But the thing that, that you have to understand now that they have behind them, the fuel that they have is that people are actually passing away. Mm-hmm. And once people start seeing that people are actually dying, it's like it's even easier for them to come up with extra stuff. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like, listen, I, I don't want you to die now. You know, you don't want to die, do you? You know, right. and what happens is, you know, that's the thing that they can stand on and really move people's heart and 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 mm-hmm. dictate them. And, and that's what I was trying to explain to him because he just couldn't understand you know, some of the momentum that it was, you know, how the momentum was building so fast. But I'm like, for one, people are really getting sick. But I'm like, for two, whether they dying because of COVID or something else and they saying it's COVID, however it's going down, that's the motivation. Once people start seeing people die, mm-hmm. they're not trying to hear nothing. I mean, I have, you know, friends, family members, whatever have you that, man, they, to this day, they all wear their, their masks in the house and they all live together. Wow. You understand what I'm wow. saying? Like, yeah. like it's, you know, for some people, it's serious business. They they shook up, you know, and I get it right. because they known people that have been sick or passed away. But, you know, like I always try to explain to people, I take all of the necessary precautions. If I go in the store, they want you to wear a mask, all that, I'm fine. But I can't walk around being afraid and, and bugging and, you know what I mean? Because it just, yeah. you know, how is that going to benefit you? But that, what you said was so key because- with how everything went down and, and they were able to kind of, you know, push that. And there wasn't really any, any pushback, you know, only thing they have to do is say, this is happening, or this is a threat, or this is a possibility. It's going to be so much easier for people mm-hmm. to shut down. And and here's another thing too, is there's still a lot of people that haven't even opened up, you know, even mm-hmm. to this day, 
Mm-hmm. You know, and my pastor, he said something yesterday and I never really thought about it. And I mean, obviously, I guess he would know what they offered or what, whatever have you. But he had said something like when he was preaching, he said, listen, a lot of churches still aren't open today. And he said, I, he said, I believe that a lot, some of them have been paid off. He said, you know, got to deal with it later down the road. And I would thought, cause he don't really usually talk like that, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they had reached out to him and offered something for something. And he was like, nah, I'm good. You know? So mm. this is what I'm saying. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes as well, you know? And it's just scary. You know what I mean? Because God forbid, if you're somewhere where somebody may have gotten, you know, some type of pay, you know what I mean? To, to not open the doors or to not do certain mm. things. That that's a scary thought. And I and mm. I remember, man, and I don't know if I had sent the video to you, but I remember this was months ago, man, before the vaccine and everything, there was a preacher, a well-known preacher. I have no problem, no personal problem with him. He'd been around a long time, been singing a long time, all that. But I and it's weird how I stumbled across the video. And I just decided to watch it. I don't never really catch his stuff like that. Heard I heard his songs. He always has some great gospel songs. But he's talking about possibly he was supposed to retire or something like that. But in the video, he says something like, you know, I can't retire until I until I know that everybody in the congregation is comfortable with the vaccine. And I was like, what? Like <laughs> Just the way he worded it, it was very weird to me. And this is nothing against the vaccine or whoever want to take the vaccine. I just thought that was weird how he worded it. This was before any vaccine was out. This was mm. months. He said, I want to make sure that I don't retire until I know that everybody is, this was his exact words, comfortable with the vaccine. And I'm like, preacher, what does that have to do with? <laughs> I was wow. confused. And I even sent it to a couple of brothers. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be bugging. Let me just... I'm not even going to say something, say nothing. I'm just going to send it to them and just see what their response is. And they was like, what? Like, yo, you heard what he said? You know? So I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm right. not bugging. That was a little weird to me, you know? Right. So it just goes to show you like what you're saying, you know, look at what's possible that they can do. But now we don't know who's playing behind the fence on their behalf right. to help these things go forward. That's the, that's even scarier, you know? Right. Right. Man, it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a crazy time. It is. And um even but even those things, right? When you when you see um how uh the way things are playing out and how you can see like the like uh the the unseen hands behind you know um you know kind of working and collaborating with churches to pressure people to do this and that or collaborating with churches to close and, and different things like that. And how that seems to be setting up for, for uh, the persecution later that we were, yeah. you know, that we, you know, the Bible warns about. So th- that's a, just like another kind of side of this thing to see, like, does God have a hand in the pandemic? Is it that we're coming to the end of the age? And this is one of the things that has to take place. Wow. Um, you know, even when you look at Jesus in his ministry and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Judas betraying Jesus. Now, that's something that you would see like as a negative thing. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Jesus saying, hey, you know, it had to be so like this. This is something that had to happen. Like he was saying that I know that one of you is not really with me, mm-hmm. um, but it had to be so. 
you know, for 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 it, the scriptures to be fulfilled. Yeah. Right. And so even the things that we would naturally look at, okay, this is negative. This is definitely of Satan. Right. <laughs> as far as as far as the government getting their tentacles into the church. Because yeah. again, if the government can influence a pastor, that pastor really wasn't about it anyway. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like if mm-hmm. if if the government can get in and, and get your pastor to do anything that, you know, God didn't tell him to do, then that pastor really wasn't about it anyway. So um it, it's not like God is sending the pandemic to sabotage the real ones. Yeah. But but um I think what it is doing for those of us who are awake is is, you know, it's just kind of open our eyes and bring it to our attention, like no, this is who people are. This mm-hmm. is what people are willing to do. This is the actual state of the church. Like you can, yeah. you know, I feel like the pandemic is showing us the truth about things. Um, we might've been wondering yeah. about it, but, you know, I think a lot of things are being exposed, uh, you know, through, through the, the pandemic. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I absolutely think so as well, man. And, and, and like you said, man, it's, it's not we we had some hard times in the pandemic we we've seen some people you know unfortunately pass on and things of that nature but on the other side of things you know it is revealing some things it is you know um you know reshaping people's focus you know it it caused a lot of people to kind of really focus on the lord and mm-hmm. and and really turn their gaze back to him and their focus to him and their focus off of so, so many of these other things that, you know, their direction were being pointed at, you know, so there's definitely some great things that have come out of this, um, you know, but you know, that's, that's how it is all through scriptures. We've seen some, some heavy things happen. God allow some things, send some things, but in the end it was beneficial for mm-hmm. those that it was meant to be beneficial for. You yeah. know, and, you know, just getting ready to close out. I know we're, we we just hit that hour mark. But last mm-hmm. thing I just wanted to kind of ask you is, you know, what, you know, what should be the church's focus right now? Like, what, what are some of the things we should be focused on doing, you know, at this present point with everything that has happened, yeah. pandemic, church closings, leadership being exposed for so many different things like like where do we go from here or what what should we have already been doing yeah to me it goes all the way back to the great commission right um mm-hmm. the, the the message that jesus left right when he when he left <laughs> he, you know that we need to go into all the world um and make disciples of every nation mm. that's what we should be focused on um so much of what we're seeing seems like we're coming to the end of the age. We don't know when that's going to be, but um, we should be acting like it's eminent. Yeah. We should be acting like it's at any moment. And there should be evidenced by, you know, what we're focused on. Um, well, I, I can tell you w- what we shouldn't be focused on is, is getting as much money in houses and cars <laughs> as we possibly can be, <laughs> yeah. you know, because this, like you, you know, said on many occasions, this world is, is dying is, you know, it's not, it's not our home, you know? And Mm -hmm. so there should be evidences of us having a spiritual mind preparing to meet God. And so what the church to me should be concerned about is just getting back to the word, uh, get back to witness 
and uh, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. <laughs> um, th- these actually those three things is, um, you know, I felt like God, you know, has revealed to me uh, that those three things are essential for my um, my spiritual well being as a believer. Um, yeah. Worship, word, witness. Um, actually, that's the name of that's the name of the YouTube channel. That, oh, worship um, word witness yeah yeah worship word witness is a youtube channel that me and my wife uh we do the bible study on mm. and and it's it, it just you know god is seeking for worshipers that are worshiping in spirit and in truth yeah um the word is the foundation of everything right yep. and witness we got to go out there and tell somebody so yeah. yeah those three w's is what i think we should be doing in these last days of course add to that prayer yeah um, amen prayer is key amen. yep no, that's that. No, that's good stuff. And and I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was going to let, you know, everybody out there know that we were going to have your, you know, all of the links to the stuff that you do. You many that's listening might not know not only are you an awesome preacher, but you are an awesome songwriter and gospel singer as well. You know, just many songs, man, that I've listened to, you know, on your albums that have just like, you know, I found myself just worshiping and just thinking Mm. about the things of the Lord. So we're going to most definitely guys have everything to do with Christian in the description. If you're watching this on YouTube, but listen, if you are not watching this on YouTube, my brother, those that are listening on Spotify, iTunes and all that, just, just lay out everywhere where they can find you. But if you are watching this on YouTube, you can just go right down in the description box and we'll have all the links to where he's having the Bible study with his wife. Uh, we, I don't know if you guys remember those of you that pretty much tune in all the time. We talked about faith, math, music last Mm -hmm. time he was on, you know, how he teach the kids about faith you know, uh, through math and, you know, so we're going to have all of those things in the link, but my brother, you know, just add on for those that are just listening, uh, where they can find you. Yeah. So most of, most of the action and and most of my activity right now is on YouTube. I very rarely post on Facebook or Instagram anymore. Um, just everything is, is YouTube. So worship, uh, word, I'm sorry, worship word witness, um, worship, word witness is the youtube channel so if you search that um you'll find you'll find us um and then faith math music is a faith-based math enrichment um youtube channel um it's uh we we saw that you know uh, kids are struggling um in in the area of academics and uh, particularly in communities of faith um school has been a place where um uh, you know, education, academics is separated from faith. You almost made to think like if in order to be smart, you have to put your faith down. Right. And so what we've done is we've made a YouTube channel that that marries the two to say, hey, no, you don't, you, you know, academics and faith, they go together. The All the things that you learn in science and math is based on the world God created. Right. Mm. And, and we all those things do is explain, you know, or put into words the 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 you know the mechanism of what God created, and it helps us to see how really awesome God is, right? Um, through you know uh, math and science, and so uh, we we try to do it in a fun way. Uh, it's cartoons and songs and stuff for kids to to watch. So again, that's faith, math, music. So there's two different channels with three words: worship, word, witness, and then the other channel is faith, math, music. 
Man, that's a blessing, man. Sounds good. And like I said, we're going to have all of the information, all of that information in our YouTube description. I hope those of you that are just listening through audio that you wrote those things down or just rewind back um, and, and go check out both of those pages. It will truly be a blessing to you. Listen, my brother, I appreciate Mm. You being on with me, man. You know you'll be back on soon, man. We got to keep chopping it up. Looking forward you know, to it. <laughs> um, you know, you know, like you mentioned, man. You know, just some of the conversations we have, and even with some of the uh, other brothers on the topics we talk about, and hopefully be able to get a couple of them on where we yeah. all can kind of just chop it up on, you know, some of these things that are very important, man. Um, to the body of Christ and to our, ourselves, you know, personally, you know, so I'm looking forward to that, but I just want to say thank you, man. I'm looking forward to having you on again. I know the people are looking forward to hearing you again, man, just always solid, you know, when it comes to the word, man, and representing the Lord. Yeah, abs- absolutely. It's been a privilege and an honor, and I'm definitely down to come on again um, whenever you, you know, want to have me. I appreciate you, my brother. Well, that's it, guys thankful once again for you guys listening and Christian being on until the next time we hop on the podcast together. Shalom. Yes.